Today on Exposed, the Kalo podcast, bullying. It's on the rise, my friends. It's in schools. It's just about everywhere. Why is our society pushing our kids to be punching bags for the crazy kids of the left? Also, uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, he vetoes the SAFE Act, Saving Adolescents from Experimentation Act. Good? Bad? Indifferent. What's your thoughts? Plus, Islam is expanding. It's pushing Sharia law and maybe even coming to a city near you. Finally, we'll be paying, you and I, we're going to be paying for migrant health care, folks. Isn't that awesome? We're going to talk about this and so much more today on Exposed, the Kalo Podcast. So you looked at the same thing I just did. That is, uh, wow, that's beyond. Can you imagine that happening in Clash? I mean, if that happened when I was a kid, that just, it, it wouldn't have happened. If it did when I got home, I would have got a backhand by my father because, you know, nobody can act like that, but it happens. Now, if you were to look into this subject about bullying, that's what we're going to talk about here for a moment. If you were to look into this subject, what we found is that the majority of all the websites and so-called psychologists, all they want you to do is to get your child and even you to be tolerant of any type of pressures, bullying from kids, adults, whoever it might be. They're trying to get us to be more passive as a society. But I, I, as far as I'm concerned, this seems to go against everything I believe, everything I learned in life. And it doesn't work, my friends. It just doesn't work. Now, what happens when you run into a person who is much more violent than you might expect? And that happens a lot more today than it, it ever has in the past. So we teach our kids to be uh, tolerant and patient, which is a good thing, and it's a good quality. But they also have to learn when it's time to say enough is enough. So the, the idea of what is bullying is really what I want to kind of share with you today. According to federal data on youth, you could go to youth.gov. That's where we got this information. Youth violence kills and injures. Homicide is the third leading cause of death for young people ages 10 to 24. This is what youth.gov is saying. I'm not telling you this is real. Okay, you, homicide is the third leading cause of death for young people ages 10 to 24. I don't believe it. 
Each day, approximately 12 young people are victims of homicide, and almost 1,400 are treated in emergency departments for non-fatal assault-related injuries. And the solution to this problem, if that's what they're saying it is, um, is to be nice in return. The solution is to go, oh, please don't hurt me. I'm so sorry if I offended you. Oh, oh, please don't hit me with that baseball bat. You know, oh, oh, please. Oh, can I, can I bend down and kiss your ring? Uh, what, what is it that's going to make us finally wake up to this? I want you to look at this website. Here it is, putting it up on the screen. It's called stompoutbullying.org. What a brilliantly put together website. It looks nice, um, easy to navigate, and it shows all of these people who support the idea of stomping out bullying. Because, let's face it, nobody wants to believe in a bully, right? Yeah, until you really get into this website and find out what they're really all about. For instance, how to deal with bullies, okay? Let's talk about that one for a minute. How do you deal with bullies? This comes from the website right here, sponsored by the likes of People on The View. Oh, do you like the women on The View? That's who sponsors this, CNN, MSNBC, Google, Google, Jimmy Fallon Show, Paul McCartney, Bette Midler, American Idol, Disney. I mean, oh, these are just such name people, such big people, such big organizations. We should trust because they're trying to help our kids. Yeah, right. Stomp out bullying says no to victimization. Well, I agree with that. You agree with that. No to anti-bullying legislation that does not work. And no to the hate and intolerance of others. Hmm. Now I start to question where they're going with this. We do say, as they continue on on their website, we do say yes to choosing kindness, yes to teaching empathy, yes to accepting others no matter what. No matter what they look like, no matter what their gender, their race, their beliefs, or their sexual orientation. And yes, to becoming responsible and kind digital citizens. What? What is a digital citizen? This is nothing but pure gobbledygook. It's brainwashing. And, and, and some of it sounds so good that we want to go, well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But when you read it in context and read it what it's all about, it's nonsense. Let's continue on with this, okay? Depending on how bad the bullying is, okay, this is what this website is saying. And as long as you don't feel at risk, as long as you don't feel scared or physically threatened, okay, so what do I do if I do feel scared or physically threatened? They don't tell me. But depending on how bad the bullying, and as long as you don't feel scared or physically threatened, you might want to try and work it out for yourself. As a first step, <laughs> wait a minute, as a first step, try and work out with the bullying. Have any of these people ever been bullied? I grew up, I was bullied. I was a geek growing up. I know what it's like to be bullied. They don't listen. In fact, if you try to talk, they just, they, they just, they're bully you all the more. Why? Because they don't like you. They don't like what you stand for. Sometimes they don't even like your face. They don't even like the way you look. 
That's really what it's all about. Try to negotiate with these people. Try to work it out as a first step. And what if I feel scared? What do I do? That's what you said here. As long as you don't feel scared, they don't tell me what to do. They don't tell the kids what to do. What do I do? Run and find an adult? Help, help, adults, help. Where are the adults when you want them? Anyhow, they're not around. Where are the teachers when you want them? They're not around. Let's continue on. The more you are, the more empowered you are, the more you can help yourself. How do I get empowered? What's this word empowered? They don't explain that either. So as a, as a parent, I'm reading this and trying to think of my son when he was like eight, nine years old or whatever. Um, okay, I want to have you be empowered, son. Um, okay, dad. Well, what do I have to do, dad? Well, just be empowered. <laughs> That's really all this is saying. The more empowered you are, the more you can help yourself. Empowered for what? This is nothing but nonsense, and they continue on with it. Let's go. Here it is. If the bully doesn't change their behavior, that's when talking to someone else can really be helpful. <laughs> okay, so the bully's coming after me, okay? Uh, I'm carrying something, maybe my backpack or my books or something. He takes them from me. He's going to throw them in the river, in the brook, in the stream. He's going to step on them. He's going to take my sneaks and throw them up on the wires. That's what they used to do when I was young. They'd take the sneaks that you were carrying and you know tie, tie the shoelaces together and then throw them up on the high wires, and then you're out a pair of sneaks because you can't get them down. So at that moment, adult, adult, help. No, nobody's coming to your help. Who am I going to talk to? There's no one there. That's why they bully me. That's why they would bully your, your child. And they go on. The bully wants you to react. Uh, duh. Of course the bully wants you to react. The best thing you could do is react. That's my advice. React. The bully is expecting us to react by going, oh, no, please don't. The best reaction is... Pow, right in the kisser. Hello, thank you very much. The bully, oh, oh, the bully's gonna go running home, especially if your son or daughter learns how to give him a real good swift kick to the lower part first, and then a nice jaw dropper. Knock him out. Give him a bloody nose. Who cares? That's what bullies need. Bullies do not need to be placated to. This is ridiculous. Their goal is to take away your power. Of course, we know that. That's what they're saying to me. Well, their goal is to take away your power. Well, if I allow them to do what they're doing to me by being passive, what am I doing? I'm giving up my power. They try to make you scared and mad. Well, of course they do. But reacting in a positive manner of self-defense is not, is not wrong. That is the proper response. To put everything in context, that's what it's really all about. And then they go on, listen. And if you show them that you're not sad and scared, often they'll lose interest and walk away. <laughs> Lie. Liars. These people are absolute. They're putting our kids in harm's way, and then they're telling them, don't worry. If you don't show them you're scared, they're not going to bully you anymore. Oh, yeah, when your kid comes home all banged up, marked up, maybe they have a bloody nose. 
Maybe they got scrapes and cuts all over them, or worse, God forbid. And you just followed what this website says, you're setting your kid up for failure. Trust me. Website goes on. Oh, this continues. This you're gonna. Th- th- this is uh, this is wonderful. Oh yeah, I want to teach this to kids. Remember, they want to upset you constantly so you get angry. If you don't get angry, the bully will lose their own power. I, that's the next sentence. They're just repeating it. That if you don't get scared, the bully's going to lose their own power. I, that's nonsense. How do they lose their own power? How? They take more control over passivity than someone who's responsive and active. That's human nature. These are not psychologists writing this stuff. These are paid political anarchists. They're looking for ways to disrupt American society, starting with the youngest and our children, and teaching them to be passive. Because if we ever got infiltrated by another country, if we ever had an insurrection, (laughs) a real insurrection against the American people in this nation, and all of our children are taught to be, just, I'm afraid, I'm sorry, I don't want to hurt you. We're in serious trouble, folks. We're in serious trouble. Uh, I like this part. Remember that bullies are human. Um, no. No. That's not, it's not human to be a bully over someone else. That's not a trait that we should be allowing to be exhibited, especially to our children. Here we go. If you feel safe, here are some ways to handle the bully. Okay, first of all, if you feel safe, if you're being bullied, how can you be feeling safe? Because bullies only bully you when there's nobody around. That's how they get away with it, if you feel safe. So they start off with a a wrong premise to get you to go along with their nonsense that follows, and here it is. Walk away when the bully approaches you. I've tried that. It doesn't work. They hit you in the back of the head. (laughs) Walk away. Concentrate on thinking about something else. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to think about something else when the bully is like running after me, chasing me down. Yeah, right. When the bully approaches, you count to 100 and keep walking. This is such stupidity and nonsense. How about trying this? Yelling, stop, and then walk away. Oh, that works all the time. <laughs> that, that, that's the be- that works all the time. When a bully calls you a name or tells you your sneakers are ugly, look them in the eyes and laugh hysterically and say, what? Say what? Say that doesn't bother me. <laughs> My friends, this is so dangerous. I'm laughing, but inside of me, I'm crying because we're teaching our children how to just be used, run over, abused. This is what happens. When a bully, I got, I got to continue. I got to read the last one here. When the bully harasses you and calls you names, look them in the eyes. Here's the next one. Laugh. And walk away without any further conversation. So if telling them it doesn't bother you doesn't work, then just laugh at them and start walking away. That will work really well. And these are like adults that wrote this? 
psychologist. I want to talk to that psychologist. I dare you to call me up. I, I will interview you live if necessary because I want to talk to you. I want to know where you got your degree because you didn't, you didn't, there's no, there's no way you got your degree the right way. Did, did, did you hook up with uh, Miss Gay, who was just recently thrown out of uh, you know one of our great uh, edu education uh, facilities in this nation? Oh, yeah, she was just a, she, nothing but a plagiarizer. Maybe that's how you got your degree, because you surely didn't get it by studying. They're going to give you some next, some great comeback lines to deal with. Okay, this is for the bullies. Now, your kid, you're going to teach your kid these things. Here it is. Whatever. <laughs> okay? And a bully's coming at you. He's calling you names. I'm going to punch you in the face. You're ugly. You know, they, they're verbally abusing you and ready to physically abuse you. Oh, do you feel better now? That's a, that's a response? Do you feel better now? Let me tell you something. If I were the bully and you said that to me, I'd go, no, boom, and hit him. Now I feel better. This is such nonsense. It goes it flies in the face of reality. Let's move on. How about that one? Can you imagine your eight-year-old kid saying, let's move on, bully? <laughs> what? I, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm lost. I don't even know what to say. Be really cool and stop this. <laughs> Be really cool and stop this. What? eight-year-old kid is going to say this to a bully who's bigger than them, more than likely, maybe even a year or two older than them in the grade? How's that going to work? My friends, this is the kind of nonsense that is being pushed by the elites. I told you who was supporting this stuff. I told you who was supporting this website. I told you the people involved from CNN, MSNBC, people on The View, you know, all of these crazy people. They want you to teach your kids to say, well, why are you talking to me? You can't say that to a bully. You're flying right in his face. You're, you're going to put yourself in a very dangerous place. Wow, did you come up with that all by yourself? I mean, basically, you're taunting the bully by saying things like this. Pardon me, but you seem to think I care. Wow. Whoa. I'd be afraid you would have to pick your kid up at the nearest hospital. Because a bully will take that personally for sure. They say just walk away from the bully. Once you give your line, whatever you say, they want you to just turn around and begin to walk away. It's so important, they go on to say, to walk away and keep walking and don't react or don't respond because that's what the bully wants you to do. I'm, I'm lost. There's nothing I could say, but I'm no, nowhere near done. Listen to this. Picture your bully like this. So your eight-year-old, seven-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old, whatever, kid, okay? Son, daughter, listen, I want you to picture your bully like this, standing on their head with their body stretching, almost as if they were standing in front of a distorted mirror, you know, like the kind you see at the carnival, and then listen to their voice as it comes out all distorted and warbled. And then turn away from them and start laughing. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? What the hell is this? This is crazy nonsense. 
I'm going to teach my kid to, to envision something that is nowhere near real to try to make them laugh at the bully, and that's going to make the bully? Oh, well, I guess I won't hurt you today. Wow. They say build an armor shield around you. Teach your ch children to build an armor shield. What's an armor shield? What? what? Visualize a tall shield. Eight-year-old kid don't even know what a shield is. What are you talking about? Build that shield around you. And when it's up, imagine all the things the bully is saying is just bouncing off the shield. Oh, yeah, that's really good advice. <laughs> that would be really good advice. If it were satire, if it were joke, it would be funny. This is sad what they're doing to our kids. That's actual advice that they're giving to our young children today. And they're teaching this garbage in schools. Our teachers are being forced to teach this nonsense. So keep out of the bully's way is probably the best one. This is, this is the, the, the next line on their website. If you're afraid of your bully, avoid places where your bully hangs out or take a different route away or to school. If the bully doesn't see you, the bully can't bully you. Oh, sure. Why don't you just change your entire life because there's a bully that comes after you? Why don't you just change your entire life around? You know, go to school late, take the long route around, take the long route home. No, 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 no. I'm teaching my kid, and I did, to stand up for him or herself. Regardless, no one should have to put up with this kind of self. This kind of stuff. It's, it's nonsense. What to do if you're bullied. What I'm sorry, what not to do if you're bullied. Do not fight back. What do you think the first thing they were going to say is? Fight? Of course not. Because this is about making our children pacifists. Do not fight back or bully a person back. Why not? My friends, that's how you beat a bully. You beat a bully by taking them out. It's just like in a world or in politics or government or when there's a war. If the bully, like North Korea, if the bully, like Russia, if the bully, like Gaza, if the bully, like these people, are not hit hard and taken down, then they keep doing what they've always been doing. Do you understand? We have to stop the bully in his tracks. See, they're teaching our children to have, they have you have no rights. You have no rights. You basically must conform to the way we want you to be because that's the only way you're going to be successful. The whole left wing is garbage. The whole concept and everything that they come up with. This website looks beautiful. And the people involved with it, they sound like they're just so, oh, magnanimous, smart, intelligent, caring, loving. No way whatsoever. Watch this video and then tell me what you think. I can't picture that actually happening in front of me. Even when I was a young child, if another student went after a teacher like that, I would have reacted. How? I would have looked to protect the teacher. How do we put up with these kind of things and how do we allow it? One more quick video. Here it is. Video. Oh. Yeah. Come on, 
Ey dedim de vardı. Oyun. Oyun. Yaşa sert mi vurdu? Gelsin Ruhe. What's the kid doing riding his bike? What's the bully doing? Okay, he's probably an immigrant, right? Am I right? He looks like an immigrant. These are, yeah, he doesn't speak any English, so you know, one way or the other, either the family's new to the country, they're new to the country, they came in illegally, more than likely, and this kid is getting away with it. He's bullying this other kid who just keeps saying no, no, stop, no. He's nearly in tears until some adult yells in the background, you know? This is the kind of lies. These kind of things are the lies that undermine a culture, starting with our children. And then, before you know it, by the time they're teenagers, they are so brainwashed into believing that the best thing they could do is to just be completely meek, do not respond, just fold your cards up, turn around and go home. Don't, if, if you don't question anything, don't dare respond. Don't react, especially negatively. My friends, Nazi Germany in the 40s, what happened? What happened? The Jews believed that the worst could never happen. No, they, 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 that's not going to happen. No, they're just separating us. No, they're just putting in, in us these trains to go somewhere. No, 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 they're just, these are just, they're housing us. No, they just separated them from us. I'm sure we'll see them later until they could smell the burning of flesh and the realization hit them. No, you're not seeing your loved one ever again. I know it sounds far-fetched, but this is how it starts. Brainwashing our children, bullying them, and turning them into something that is not normal. <laughs> Speaking of not normal, <laughs> we we got a government. We we got a government that really makes me cringe. You maybe you heard what Governor DeWine just recently did. Um, he was bullied, okay, if you will, into vetoing the Safe Act. The Safe Act. He was bullied. How was he bullied? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Saving Adolescence from Experimentation Act. I love the way they title these things. They make them sound so, you know, oh, that's just, wow, that's beautiful. That's a great thing we should support. Yeah, the SAFE Act. Saving Adolescence from Experimentation Act. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine struck down a bill that would have banned gender-affirming care for minors. And Republicans who have a super majority in the legislature, could override DeWine's veto. I don't think they will. I doubt it. I think there's a lot of political pressure going on, and I think there's a lot of pressure from big business as well. Here's what happened. Now, this bill would impact a very small number of Ohio children. How small? How common is intersex? Okay, we hear about it every day. How common are intersex issues? You know, somebody who believes that, you know, I'm a male, but I believe I'm a female or, or I'm, a, I'm a whatever. I don't know. There's 79, 80 different genders out there. I, I have no idea. Believe it or not, one in 2,000 deal with an intersex issue. One in 2,000 people. So 
when you put that in perspective, you begin to realize that this is a very small number of people that we're talking about. So DeWine caved to the parents of a few because they were touting things like this. My child would have never survived. My child would be dead today if they had not received the treatment from Ohio's children's hospitals. The treatment that that parent was talking about is the treatment for gender-affirming care. So you take your child in to see your doctor because your child, who's a boy, uh, believes he's a girl, and you go to your doctor, and your doctor cannot disagree with the child. Even if you, the parent, disagree, he can't. He has to affirm the child's belief, even at five years old. My friends, there's something sick and seriously wrong with this. The actual number of people who struggle with this issue is so small. In the United States, approximately 0.52% of the adult population identifies as transgender. Okay, less than 1%, 0.52%. That's according to 2022 data. So it's pretty much up to date. People who are aged 13 to 17 are more likely to identify as transgender because their brain hasn't been fully developed yet. <laughs> you know, they, they don't know if they're male or female. They may have looked down, but they still can't figure it out. That's up to the parents to be able to, you know, reinforce the truth in your child's mind. But, you know, we're way beyond that as a culture. About 1.4% of the population in the age 13 to 17 are transgender followed closely by 1.3% of those 18 to 24. So in Ohio, there are 46,000 transgender people out of 12 million. 46,000 out of 12 million. Okay, I think we're going to put that on the screen. It's 0.003875. And for that, Mike DeWine caved. Small percentage of people, hardly any. Yeah, okay, so 46,000 people, if you just look at 46,000 people, that seems like a lot. But in a population of 12 million people, that is a drop in the bucket. We cannot be cowtailing to small numbers of people, especially when it comes down to the welfare of our children. But here's the real reason, I think, DeWine caved. There are 375 pharmaceutical and medicine manufacturing companies in Ohio. I wonder if that played a part in DeWine's decision to veto the bill. Why? Because it's all about money. It's always about money. Gender-affirming care is about money. Money to the hospitals, money to the administration, monies to the pharmaceutical companies, money to the surgeons, monies to the doctors. When you got 375 major corporations in your state that are making money off the whole transgender issue, you could bet that there was some pressure being applied. You could bet on it. So we did a little research. <laughs> Here's what we found. The governor received $40,300 from the Ohio Children's Hospital Association, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, Nationwide Children's Hospital, and the Pro-Medica Children's Hospital, all of whom support transgender, transgender medical care. 
Aha. Oh, well, it's only 40000 Nobody would do that for... Why not? It's a brand new car. Why? Governor can't give in to $40,000? Hey, in our state, they threw the governor out a few years back. Friend of mine. Great guy. And a great governor. Republican. Yeah. But he had a contractor put in a hot tub for him. And the Democrats persecuted him so much, he lost his job. Let me tell you something. You know, when it comes to money, you cannot get involved. You got to get you got to get away from it. Mike DeWine should know better. He should know better. Another Republican that is not acting in the best interests of his people. San Francisco, we have the same problem. School district there is facing a $420 million budget deficit. See, everything always surrounds money. When you get right down to it, the transgender issue is about money. You got uh, uh, San Francisco and their school district is suffering. They're facing a deficit. It's about money. So what do they do? The deficit is an accumulation of the district's overspending. Oh, gee, no kidding. Why? Because Democrat philosophy is bigger government, more spending. So if they can't solve a problem with the money that they have, they need more money to hire more people and make a new government entity, a new bureaucracy, if you will, in order to try to solve the problem, which of course doesn't work. So then they need another bureaucracy on top of that. And that's how we are where we are as a nation. So this great deficit that they have in San Francisco with a $1.2 billion budget, 47,000 students, and the district is currently spending about $25,400 per student, and they're in trouble. Where are they going to get money from? Well, they get federal money. Of course, you and I are going to bail them out. The district is facing an enrollment decline. Why? Because people are moving out of California. People are waking up and going, huh, I think I'll go somewhere else. Hey, Sean Hannity moved to Florida. He got out of New York. Why? Because it's cost effective to go to Florida. No state income tax. Rush Limbaugh did the same thing back in the day. He said, I'm not staying in, I'm, I'm done here. I'm done with New York. He moved to Florida. People are moving out. They lost over 5,000 students in, this, in the San Francisco district here. Over 5,000 students just in the past couple of years. Why? Because of the politics of the day. And on top of all of that, they increased the number of their staff. So you have a, a reduction in students and an increase in staff. Boy, that makes a whole lot of sense. And who's going to come to the rescue? You and I, we're going to bail them out. We're going to bail them out. We're going to bail out the teachers. We're going to bail out the custodians. We're going to bail out the administration. We're going to bail out the staff. Even though the number of children is constantly being reduced because people are moving out of the state. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. We need to get federal money because uh, we, we have a program here that we can't fund. How about cutting the program? <laughs> Don't we ever think about cutting any programs anywhere? No, in fact, even when you cut the percentage of increase for the following year, like a budget, you make a budget and you say, well, this year we're spending you know, $10. Next year, we're going to spend $10.20. You know? So if you cut that 20 cents, oh, oh, my God, you're painted as a, you're the worst of the worst. You're basically you know, a communist. You're against everything that's right and correct. It's nonsense. But this is how things work. So if they don't get spending under control, which they never do, 
the district is going to run out of money. The state then will have to come in and manage it. And then guess what happens? The federal government bails out the state. The state bails out the local school district. And we are right back where we were. This, my friends, is the circle that you and I are seeing happening and unfolding all across this country. Anywhere we see liberals taking control over our money. Billions of dollars available beyond what we could think or imagine. There's still money available out there from the pandemic. That's right. And that money is being spent in all these departments, including education. And we are not complaining about it. Our elected officials have not complained about it when that money was earmarked, supposedly be just for health issues, for the pandemic. No, we're not talking about it. So whatever happens, anytime you see government, school district, wherever it is, local, state, federal, wherever it is, when you see that they need more money, when you see that their budget is in trouble, they're running out of money, it's usually because they don't know how to budget and they don't even believe in budgets. The ever-expanding left-wing propaganda. That's what they do. Speaking of expanding, did you know that Islam is expanding in huge proportions right now? In Europe, the Muslim population in Europe, excluding Turkey, got to take Turkey out of the picture. Uh, it was about 30 million people in 1990. Today, it's, uh, well, it was 30 million in 1990. By 2010, it was 44 million, and now it's well over 50 million, the second largest religion in Europe. How is this happening? I mean, England, when I last time I've been in England, it was many years ago, but you know, in, in the 90s, um, it, it was being overrun then by Muslims. And, 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 and the Europeans, you know, the English, they were like, oh, this is a good thing. We need to have an expanding population and we need to bring in diversity, just like we're hearing here, you know? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. All that's nonsense. Because Islam only has one goal. There's only one goal of Islam. Hello, one goal. Do you know what it is? One goal. What is it? World domination. That's their goal. They never stopped. Doesn't matter whether they're peaceful Muslims or radical Muslims. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about that. But first, let's watch this video. There was a time when Islam was given the benefit of the doubt by many people in the West. Now we think it's poison and we wish we'd never heard of it because 20 years of baseless grievance mongering and knee-jerk offense have shown us this religion for what it really is. And now we don't like it, we don't trust it, and we are never going to respect it. And we don't care how Muslims feel about that. Everything's an insult to this religion. Everything causes offense. Well, nobody gives a damn anymore, people. You've done it to death. You've killed the goose that laid the golden egg. So now, if you're an offended Muslim, go stick your head in the oven for all we care. And if you think that if you keep up the violence, the West will eventually cave in, it's not going to happen. Even if the politicians want it to, the people won't allow it. We'll carry on speaking our minds openly and freely because it's our birthright. And it can't be taken away from us. It can only be given away. 
away and we are giving Islam nothing because Islam gives us nothing. It's a religion permanently on the take. Gimme, gimme, gimme is all we ever hear. Gimme respect even though I haven't earned it. Gimme special treatment or I'll be offended and you'll be a racist. Well, we're sick and tired of hearing it. We're sick and tired of Islam and we're sick and tired of the needless conflict and intimidation that comes from this religion at every turn. See, Britain is rising up against the Islam movement now. It's too late. <laughs> Hello? You guys missed the boat. You missed the boat. You were warned about it in the 90s. You were warned about it in the early 2000s. You were told about it. We had many Christian fundamentals who came there and told you, listen, you, you, you can't let this happen because eventually Sharia law is going to come in. What happened? Sharia law in parts of England. You would think that's, that's not possible. Sharia law is the kind of thing that, you know, if they catch you stealing, they cut your hand off. Hello? Do I have to tell you what happens if you're caught committing adultery? Oh, <laughs> No. You don't want that to happen, do you? It's either that or to kill you. Listen, these are dangerous philosophies, but yet we don't care. Britain is trying to rise up now against Islam, and what they're finding is Islam has infiltrated their government. They have Muslims involved in the parliament, Muslims throughout their government, Muslims in their deep state. What's happening in America, my friends? I brought this up because this is what's happening in America. We have people like, you know, Elon, what's her name? I, I, you know, we, we got three or four of them in there. And what do they do? They're constantly on the wrong side of issues, on the devil's side, if you will. They're on the side of evil. Elon Omar, they take the side of evil every single time. When Israel was invaded, Gaza was the one that invaded and killed, cut up babies, put them in ovens, burned them and all this. And our own representatives can't even stand up against that. Why? Because they're Islam. Because they're Islamic, this is what they support. This is what they believe. It is their religion. It is their doctrine. It is their ideal. And the goal is world domination. They want to replace our existing culture, our existing morals, our existing values with theirs. They've done it everywhere that they go. And they're doing it in Europe. And they will do it here in America if we don't stop it from happening now. All throughout Europe, the radical form of Islam is on the rise. And if that's not a concern to you, listen to this. We are here to tell you that Islam and the Sharia is unstoppable in Europe. Stoning for adultery, cutting off hands for stealing, death for renouncing Islam. This group of men is trying to enforce Sharia law in the UK. They've started a campaign to make certain areas of London and other cities Islamic law controlled zones, starting with Walthamstow, East London. Muslims will be commanding good and forbidding evil, presenting Islam as an alternative to the Muslim and the non-Muslim community. Ultimately, we believe that Muslims can live together, trade according to the Sharia, resolve their problems according to the Sharia and even police themselves to a large extent. Hopefully one day to have Islamic Emirates which will have authority locally, security locally and even provide welfare locally. Chowdhury and his friends are fly-posting parts of London with large Muslim populations. They want to ban drinking, gambling and playing music. And they say they've got bands of young men ready to patrol and enforce Sharia law by any means. Wow. Wow. They want Sharia. And they're bold enough to just come out and tell us, ah, oh, we want Sharia. We want Sharia law. And we have some crazy judges 
we do. I mean, thankfully, it's not on the Supreme Court yet that we have some of these crazy radicals, but there's a lot of them throughout our nation. And what these radicals want to do is they want to give them their desire. Oh, sure, let them have rad. You know, well, they control this district, and there's more Muslims in this particular district. Like in Michigan, there's a lot of, you know, certain parts of Michigan. Uh, that's how we got some of these representatives. That's how they got elected, because we allowed these immigrants, uh, I'm sorry, illegals, to come into the country. We bust them through a certain area. We allow them to expand, and they multiply like rabbits. And then what happens is, then they begin to vote locally. And now, New York just passed a law that allows them to vote in local elections. And there's like six or seven other states that are going to follow suit. And, and they don't think anything of it. Well, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. If we allow them to vote in local elections, they are going to determine who the representatives are who go and represent them at the state level and then in the federal level. Do you understand? It's all about control. Wow. <laughs> if we only knew what Sharia law really was. But most Americans, we're just too... We're too loving. We're too kind. Um, it categorizes, Sharia, it categorizes all of man's acts into five distinct categories. Listen to this. Obligatory, recommended, permitted, discouraged, and forbidden. Do you hear me? Obligatory, recommended, permitted, discouraged, and, forget, and uh, forbidden. Now, forbidden would be like cursing, fornication, murder, disrespecting one's parents. The punishment for such transgression is, however, subjective. What do you mean? It means it's up to the imam in that area that is over the Sharia area. In other words, they designate this area as being controlled by Sharia, uh, whether it's by you know district or by city or town or whatever. And in that area, the persons who oversee the Sharia law implementation are uh, imams. The imams are usually those that do the teaching in the mosques. And so in every place, there are, there are extremists, and then there are what are considered to be the more passive, peaceful type of Islamic. Now, of course, I don't believe that, but this is what they espouse. And so what happens is, is you have two different opposing views, supposedly. So you don't know who you're going to get. What if you got one of the crazy radicals? Ah, Cut off his hand. <laughs> that's what they'll do. And that's what they're doing in Europe. And that's what they'll do here in America. I wonder how the LGBTQ folks would feel um, if, like, after their most recent protest that they had, uh, you know, in support of Muslims, that's what they were doing. Um, what if they found themselves being thrown off the nearest high rise because they were gay? Hello, wouldn't that be ironic? You know, they're out there like cheering on, you know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, Palestine, Palestine, yeah, yeah, okay. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sad. I wouldn't want to see that to anybody, but I got to tell you, you know, there's sometimes that flesh side of me wants to go, eh, go ahead, go ahead, push the envelope, see how far you get. I, we've just gone so far over the edge, we don't even realize when we've gone too far. Women, in, in the Muslim communities are pressured to stay with abusive husbands. Oh, gee, we don't hear the women's groups talking about that any. We don't hear about the feminists talking about that any. But yet that's what happens. And when I talk about abuse, I'm not talking about uh, walk behind me 
uh, in the mall. I kid my wife about that sometimes, you know, because I walk fast. She walks slow. So I'll say, honey, just keep five steps behind me, you know. And of course, I'm only kidding because I love my wife and I would never mistreat her. But, you know, in Islam, you, you, a woman cannot walk alongside her husband. Oh, no. She's got to walk at least five steps behind him. Why? It's not a sign of respect for manhood. Hello. How about if we start preaching that right here in America? I'm in. What do you think? I think that would be a great thing. Oh, yeah. That would be welcome with open arms, right? The left hasn't said a word, though, about it. Not a word. Crazy. See, such ideas as this are not normal to you and I, right? I mean, let's face it, that's not normal. We, as Americans, we don't consider that normal. If, if I know a friend of mine is abusing his wife, I, I'm going to step up and say something. I'm going to say, that's got to stop. Why? Because that's not normal. It's not right. It's not godly. That's the way I would put it. So, What's outside of the realm of normal these days? Almost nothing. Almost nothing. And that's because the left seems to think giving health care to illegals is normal. Letting illegals just walk through the border and come into the country, that's normal. Allowing Muslims to practice their religion, all aspects of it, because this is America. This is the land of the free, the home of the brave. Well, they could do whatever else. That's normal. Starting January 1st, this year, 2024, it already begun in California. All illegals, they're not undocumented, by the way. They're illegals. All illegals, regardless of age, will qualify for Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal. You know what Medi-Cal is? That's like, you know, federal, but it's state, uh, Medicare. They're, they're caring for you. The state is paying for it which means the residents of California will be paying for the health care of all the illegals that are coming in to their country, eating their food, sleeping in the better of hotels, getting paid basically to do nothing, and now getting health care. <laughs> Watch this video. Also starting January 1st, California will become the first state in the nation to offer health insurance to undocumented immigrants. Under the expansion, more than 700,000 people between the ages of 26 and 49 will be eligible for Medi-Cal. CBS 8's Rocio de la Fe takes a look at the new law and how immigrant rights advocates are reacting. Immigrant rights advocates call the expansion of health care for undocumented immigrants a major milestone in California. This is a really major step in, in California. Advocates for immigrant rights are celebrating a monumental victory in the fight for more inclusive health care. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Again, I think it's really, really important to uh, think about how big of a precedent this is for the entire nation. Nettie Velasquez is the Border Policy Coordinator at Alliance San Diego. She's a DACA recipient who has been fighting and advocating for health expansion for years. A lot of undocumented people and, you know, a lot of low-income people um, because they don't have access to these resources, they wait until the very end to, to hopefully receive some care, and by then it's too late, and we shouldn't have to have people you know, waiting until they're feeling ill to go to the doctor. We should have preventative care, and that's why this is so important. Those who are eligible will be able to qualify for Medi-Cal, the state's health insurance program for low-income individuals. Medi-Cal offers access to primary and preventative care, specialists, prescription medicine, and more. Health care for illegals. 
I, I, I had to show that to you because I didn't want you to think I made this up. This is absolutely real. 700,000 people approximately, they're saying, are going to be eligible for this medical coverage. Oh, it's a good thing to give away our hard-earned money to help criminals make their way into our country and then, you know, make themselves at home. Or actually, in California, parts like LA, you don't have to worry about it because they make themselves at home on the street. You know what I mean? They set up little tents in the corner. You know, if they got to go to the bathroom, hey, just go right there on the street. Don't worry about it. Hey, hey, LA helped that. You know, you know what I'm saying. They come up with that app to tell you how to walk around, make sure you don't step on any feces. <laughs> yeah, isn't that awesome? Here, the state's facing a $68 billion deficit this coming year, 2024, and yet they're expanding their Medi-Cal. Why? Guess who's going to bail them out, folks? Guess who's going to bail out California? It's going to happen. They'll attach it to one of the bills. It'll be pork in some bill. They will attach it. It'll be an attachment to a bill late at night. Sometime here in early part of 24, while Biden is still in, you could bet on it, and there's going to be money going to California so that California can get bailed out from doing all their left-wing stuff. Just like they're going to bail out New York, they're bailing out Michigan, they're going to bail out Seattle, they're going to bail out all of these areas that have allowed or called themselves sanctuary cities. Now they're trying to back away from being called a sanctuary city because they know they're being overwrought, but they still want money. They don't want to stop it at the border. They're, none of these people are saying, oh, stop them at the border. Stop. They're not saying that. They're just crying that they don't have enough money. Do you see it yet? It's not about the illegals. It's about money. It's always about money. These ideas are welcomed with open arms. My friends, we have to take control. We cannot allow this kind of stuff to become even more pervasive throughout our society. Now, California is struggling to make ends meet. I say, hey, good for you. That's your problem. That's what I say. If Trump were in office, you bet that's what he would say. You made your bed, folks. You lay in it. Because that's what should happen. We're becoming um, irresponsible with money that is actually government money. It's no surprise to me, and it's no surprise to some of you, that this was about to happen. Because there is no other solution other than getting rid of them all, getting them all out of government office and replacing them with people who at least have some common sense. I don't know where that is anymore, but somewhere we're hoping it's there. I hope we covered it all for you today. Let me tell you, this is enough to make me excited. I hope it's enough to keep you excited enough to vote in 24. Tell all your family, tell all your friends. This is going to be one of the best elections ever because Trump is going to win by a landslide. It's either that or the left is going to steal it or kill him before then. Either way, there will be a revolt in this nation. I hope not. I'd rather see us come back and be strong once again and be a nation of truth and justice and the American way. For now... I'm Mike Kahlo with Exposed. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you. Subscribe to our channel. Send us a note. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about on our next show. God bless you. And God bless America. <laughs>